It's a show is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Hello, everybody. Hey, it's Randy Bolton, and you're listening to the world famous It's a Show podcast. Welcome to the show, Randy. Hello, hello. Okay, I can't stand it anymore. I've been looking at this gift bag. All right, this is for your birthday. Okay. You got to read the outside. I'm not sure if anybody realizes it was my birthday, and I'm still accepting lavish gifts. <laughs> it's not lavish. Care I just of stopped. The jackpot it. casino. <laughs> we came over. It's courier not over. Okay, you are what you drink, and there's a beautiful nostalgic woman with a red wine there. I like it. There's no, there's no card. No, oh. I didn't have time. Oh my God! I thought it was a toaster, and then I realized that no, it's a bottle of wine called Screw It Pinot Grigio. Look at this beautiful thing. Ah, oh, nice. This I love wine. Thank you Whenever so much. Whenever you just had had a rough day, you know, you yeah, just have a glass of Screw That's It. That's pretty much every day. So that's, I'm gonna have to drink slowly. <laughs> Let me know if it's any good. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So it's good nothing. to see you. You as well. Just before we get going with the show, I want to uh, catch up with our pal Adam Danes, How's manager that? of operations, Jackpot Casino, right here in beautiful downtown Red Deer, jpcasino.ca online. Big congratulations to our lucky Seek the Summit winner, Rod. No last name. So Rod had the choice of the world's ultimate sled, the 2016 Skidoo Summit, from our pals at Turple Brothers, or cash. $10,000 cash. Ooh. So he took the 10K. He looked long and hard at that snowmobile. It was a good it's, looking machine. It was a good Good looking honey that one yeah i tell you what i took a good long hard look at it too and i wish i had my name in that draw but uh yeah no rod took the money and we were happy to give it to him and uh, he's been in lots we appreciate it and during that night it wasn't just a giveaway you had a little party and steve arsenal played. steve arsenal came down it was great we packed the showroom we had a great giveaway we spun the roulette wheel to give away our grand prize so we had a lot of excitement in the building that night and yeah it was a lot of fun and then steve burnt the place down it was great and he's doing a, like a 90s show with a three-piece Three piece, yeah. Yeah. So he's doing lots of like Marty Stewart, Travis Tritt type Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Right. On. I think we had a little um, Louisiana Saturday night going, some fiddle playing. Neil McDaniel. Nice. Now there's excitement happening every night at the Jackpot Casino. They got 349 slot machines, 10 VLTs, 11 popular table games, and those new tables stop the music for a second. <laughs> we did some rentals over the last couple months before Christmas. Yeah, we got some brand new equipment in here. The place is looking better Spanky. than ever. Spanky. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so come on into the Jackpot anytime, and all the operational times and everything are on the Facebook page and the website, so that's jpcasino.ca. What's coming next? We're um, kind of scouting out a few things right now. Turple Brothers, they're looking at uh, what they can get us for this spring. And uh, yeah, we'll have an announcement coming shortly. So follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter and on the website. Our New Year's resolution, by the way, Adam, I just want to let you know we're not slacking. We got an average of 100 downloads per show. We've had like 68, 69 episodes of this juggernaut called It's a Show podcast. And of course, I am not satisfied. Our goal, 200 downloads per episode by June of 2016. Can it be done? If we got people helping like oh, Randy yeah. Bolton, I think so. You got to spread the word, yeah. Randy. That's going to happen. I'm going to be posting it all over the place. Post so. it all I over can't the place. believe it hasn't happened already. So. Got to get the 200 by June 2016. I already so. actually turned some people on to the show from Calgary when I was there this weekend. Thank you very much. In Calgary, yeah. no and less. And they, they listened city. to it and they told me that you guys are talking about Rabo and who the F is Rabo. And, <laughs> and I was just like... Okay, now you brought it up. So that's what your Facebook says now. Is it? And I couldn't figure out if it was Rabo or Rabo. How did we get from Randy Bolton to Rabo? It just shortened it. A lot of people were finding me, and I love that people find me. That's great. But if I don't know you, I still have to keep something personal to myself. 
that was my personal page. I have a Facebook page. I have a website. I have a group you can join. You know, you don't really need to be my friend on Facebook so you can stalk me and not say anything to me. Like, so you're it was saying if, if I'm on your Rabble page, I'm not your friend? No, you are my friend if you're on my Rabble you're, page. Oh, that's the personal. That's the oh, personal see, page. I got that all backwards. Okay. I wouldn't expect anybody to find me with a name like Rabble, right? But I, my full name is there for people to find me when it involves my music. Yeah, like Rabble sounds like some kind of Polish European thing. You know? <laughs> this is my friend Rabble. European Rabble Stillskin. <laughs> well, since you're on the podcast, we should play one of your songs. You I'm, not, I'm not a genius, See? but I think I that would said. probably fit in with the theme. I heard on the podcast on the way in that you're kind of playing a little bit of karma. And yeah, Sparky buddies. played it off his iPhone through a microphone, so we'll mm. do a little better this week. I love karma. Let's do it. And the video is terrific. Okay, thanks. Check it out on randybolton.com.
Hi, this is Randy Bolton, and somehow I got sucked into the relentless pursuit of Jan Arden. The relentless pursuit of Jan Arden is a delicate subject that we will cover in length in great detail with another special guest shortly on It's a Show podcast. But first of all, this is a brand new interview technique that I came up with just this afternoon. It's called What's in a Name? And we're not going to go Rabo, even though we're friends. We're going to go with your name, Randy. So each letter of your name will correspond to a topic of conversation with the interview. Are you ready? I'm ready. Randy. So it's R-A-N-D-I, correct? Yes. With an I. I named my album after that. Randy. With an I. Yeah. R stands for romance, Randy. Ooh, okay, I like it already. <laughs> Have you Netflixed and chilled in the past 48 hours? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your idea of a perfect date, if it's not Netflix, say you're out of the house for a change. A perfect date? Yeah, what's a perfect date for you? Oh, man, I would love to go to a nice restaurant. Well, I'm like Appies, like, let's get some mushroom Neptune. Let's like, wow. let's have like something good and and garlicky, you know, and then have a good meal. Adam, get me a couple of mushroom nut things. <laughs> it's not a date, but it is a, like it's a hospitality thing, you know. And then uh, I don't necessarily need dessert if I have an appetizer that's really really good. And then let's let's have dessert later, you know, if, yeah. not, if you know what oh, I mean. God. But let's go for a walk or go for a movie. Like I really don't ask for a lot. I just so do you let the guy pick the movie? I switch it up. Yeah. Do you go for the Absolutely. romantic comedies or your action or your? Mix? I like a little bit of everything. Like yeah. I, I remember going and watching Iron Man, thinking this is awesome be great. Movie. Yeah, I just like the character of Iron Man. He's just a badass guy. But there's that romance with Penny. You know what I mean? I feel like chivalry is dead to some degree because I don't see anybody holding doors. And if I do, I'm like, oh, you're probably married. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You're probably taken. And I, I think these things, just in the back of my head, I'm taken. But I think these things, because I always have to give my boyfriend shit and be like, you know, that guy over there just opened up the door for his, his wife or his girlfriend. And he's like, oh, you think it's funny, right? So I guess it's my fault for putting up with it. But if he's listening right now, I'm going to make him listen to this. There you go. I, there he's, you my, go. he's my you know, comic relief in all my shows. How long have you been together? A while. Yeah. More than a month. <laughs> More than a month. <laughs> I want to ask you this. Do you believe Walt Disney lied to you? Oh, my God, yeah. Prince and princesses and yes. that whole dream. Because as a father yeah. of three girls, mm-hmm. we exposed them <laughs> to so much of that and they were so into that. And then the real world came along and I feel like I let them down. It's so true. That fairy tale romance and this is the way it My is. goodness, is that ever true? I was raised in a family of... Like, we were farmers. We had to work hard. My mom never called me a princess. She never said, oh, you look pretty. There was no dance class. There was no music class. It was like, you get your ass downstairs and get to work. Yeah. You know, there was no princess. So in my house, my older sister did all the the inside stuff with mom, mostly, even though she's an outside girl. And she milked with me and stuff. Yeah. But mostly inside. And was it kind of like in the... It was. And I really got sick of the conventional women stay inside and cook and clean. And it's such a, you know, thankless job to some degree. I found it was anyways. Like my mom loves it. She loves it. She will cook and clean and she's happy. Me, you know, I'm like, clean up your damn dishes after you're done. You know, like... But do you like to cook? I, my boyfriend cooks, so he it, work, it oh works out God. perfectly. It really does. I have a, a good match there. But I remember thinking, I'm tired of being in the kitchen and cooking, and I'd see my younger brother come in and eat and go, and I'd be like, I, yeah. I want to go, you know, but I can't. I'm stuck in the kitchen. So I remember always hanging out with my dad. I was a tomboy, and uh, anytime he'd be doing um, anything that involved building something or fencing or anything at all, I was very interested, and I'd put on his boots, 
and you know, big boots. Get out there. Yeah. I get out there, and I remember helping my dad take off the crops one year. They were falling behind, and they needed an extra swather out there. And swather? I was going to say you drove truck, but no, you went right to the swather. I was swathing. I was pulling a 25-foot pull type. Thank you very much. Nice. I was proud of myself. And my dad, he did one lap with me, and I asked as many questions as I could in that one lap. One lap. <laughs> and then he ju- opens the door, and he jumps out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's training on a farm. That was a comprehensive <laughs> training program on the farm. You do one lap, and if you don't get it, too bad. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, yep. my God. First musical crush. That's really taking me back now. Um, oh, geez. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. I think so, because... And it wasn't even his appearance. That's the thing. It was the way his music touched me. I just remember. And, and the way he could dance. And he's, Like, if I go to Mexico to this day, if Michael Jackson is... There's going to be, like, a Michael Jackson night. I'm there every freaking time. I just... I can't get enough. We're playing the game What's in a Name with Randy Bolton, a.k.a. Rabo. And the second letter of your name is A, which I equated to Alberta. Now, you're an Alberta farm girl. Favorite thing about growing up here? Bar none. Oh, my goodness. The sunsets, sunrises, the landscape. um, How when you get close to Calgary, you can see the mountains. The fresh air. I remember always having um, the best smelling clothes because my mom would hang them on the clothesline. Oh, cool. And I'd put them on and I'd just be like, I couldn't get enough. Life's good. Yeah, you know, and just being able to have a big chunk of land on a farm and, you know, roam and skidoo and just, like, learn a lot about yourself and about the world. And, and I Because there was that. time and space, and now mm-hmm. there's no time and space because everybody's exactly. on a device, yours truly included, constantly, and it's ridiculous. Because it really I grew up in the same environment. Our farm was kind of cool because it was five minutes to 8th Street in Saskatoon. So we were on the south end of the city. Nice. So we had two and a quarter sections to get lost in and mess around. And then if I want to go meet the guys and have a beer, five minutes. Oh, you're so lucky. It was unbelievable. Mine was a 45-minute trip to somewhere. I was the first person to get my license. So I I was the one that was driving all my friends, and we were driving downtown Red Deer, and we'd be listening to, like, Backstreet Boys, whatever mixtape they had in my Cadillac Eldorado with red leather seats and, like, red pink lights. Cadillac Eldorado? (laughs) You're like Adam's dad. Like, seriously, you're going to have horns on the front or what? Um, That's amazing. I think those were taken off, but yeah. You have to stop for gas quite frequently, I imagine. Yeah, but that car could fly, and it felt just so good. I had a good childhood, you know? Nice. I, I loved my childhood. I loved what it was there but there was uh, amazing things involved in it of course but I, I don't know i just loved alberta i always have and i even put it in one of my songs because i went out east and i did some work out there and um hung up with some really talented musicians and kind of got my ass kicked a little bit yeah. and then i came back home and i wrote that song no matter where i go this is this is home you know and it's so easy to get to edmonton calgary you know central alberta is really overlooked and i I'm okay Which with that. Which is good that. and bad. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that because we don't have the crazy traffic that they do. I want more people to help us with the tax load. <laughs> but then again, I <laughs> yeah, like the traffic the way true. it is. You know? Me too. Favorite place you've visited ever in the history of your world? Can I have two? Sure. Can I sure have two show. places? Okay. I, I love Mexico. Any chance I get to go to Mexico, I will go there because I can just sit at the ocean and I can I can just smell the salt water and I can feel the heat and it. It's just good for me because we don't get a lot of sun here. So for me, I feel recharged when I go there. And I always look better with a tan. You know, everything looks better with a tan. And uh, another place that I recently discovered, I was playing a women's retreat last year out by Nordegg, Goldeye. 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 And it's... Sounds like a James Bond movie. I know, right? But it's just past Goldeye. There's the lakes out there. And I'm not sure what that, that lake is called, but it's so clear. You can stand on this, like this black slate of rock and it's 
angled perfectly down into the water. And you can look in the water and you can see everything in that water. Like it's just, it, wow. it's so beautiful. And so at this retreat, we did some yoga. And so I, I learned a few things. And so I sat on this rock and crossed my legs and, you know, did the whole meditation thing. And, and I, it was amazing. And would I've it, never done that before. Would it be fair to say that's your happy place if you get anxious or, or upset or wound up? Absolutely. Thinking about that place? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess even growing up on the farm that, by the Red Deer River, I'd go down there quite a bit and sit by the water. Water. I don't know what it is about water, but I just like it. It does something for me. And we're spelling out Randy Bolton's name and asking her a question that <laughs> equates with the letter of the... It's a weird thing. I don't even know if it's working, but I had nothing this afternoon. I'm going, <laughs> I gotta have a plan. N is for Netflix. Is Netflix truly a songwriter's nemesis? Are you like procrastinating is it just another thing that keeps you away from the mission at hand yeah i guess if you put it that way do you I, watch a lot of tv not so much tv it's mostly netflix yeah and movies i watch a lot of youtube videos and whatnot too we're spelling out randy bolton and asking her questions on it's a show podcast brought to you by the jackpot casino we're live and uh, we're also brought to you by openhighway.com our pal kelsey knutson and his team are doing what they can do <laughs> that was a slurp <laughs> from Randy Bolton. Openhighway.com is undergoing a transformation right now. New year, new image. Change is good. And one thing that hasn't changed are the amazing Red Deer and area-based businesses and non-for-profits that believe in Kelsey and his team. In no particular order, they include the Central Alberta United Way, Chatters, Finn McCool's Pub, Carnival Cinemas, and Big Rock Brewery in Calgary. So we're happy, obviously, to have OpenHighway.com behind us. Sorry about the slurp. <laughs> we're spelling out Randy Bolton's name and asking her questions that correspond with each letter in her name. We're at D now. Don't stop believing. Are you a spiritual person, Randy Bolton? I'm very spiritual. I am. Like, I'll think of somebody... And I'll get a message from them shortly after. Within Isn't that, that a week. psychic person? Um, Is that psychic? It, Are you psychic? Well, I guess it's a little bit Can of both. Do you predict the murder? No, no, no. But I do watch those shows. I do. So does my mom, relentlessly. Yeah. I, I go, watch those a lot. Find something happy. <laughs> I know. I'm probably a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he killed this family. Who are you listening to right now? That's a question, a standard question I'm supposed to ask. It's in the disc jockey um, uh, manual. <clears throat> I just, I always get this question and it, it's funny because once I like an artist, I will follow them through their journey. Right. You know, so I got the Coldplay album for Christmas. Um, I think it's the last year album though, Ghost Stories. It took a while to get into it, you know, a couple listens, but then once I did, yeah. I, I got it. But there's still one song that it, towards the end, there's this weird guitar thing and I have to change it because it's just weird. But I got Adele's new CD. I haven't listened to that yet, but I've already got the Hello song down since everybody is always comparing requesting me it. to Adele and they're asking me to sing it. So, yeah. What's the most requested song you get when you're doing a show? Adele's Always stuff. Adele. Yeah, as soon as they yeah. hear my voice. Hey, Adele, sing the song. Hello. How are you? Because they didn't know my name. So they just call me Adele. <laughs> it's pretty complimentary. I mean, if they're going to call you something. That's a good choice. Yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. All right. The final letter in Randy Bolton's name is an I. Randy with an I. Yes, you heard it here first on the Investigative Report Show. It's a show podcast. Is influence. Who has been the greatest personal influence in your life? So. Hold on my calls. <laughs> I told you. What's going on? It's the pit phone. Is that like the bat phone, Adam? It's the pit it's phone. It's the bat phone. Let's see if we can check this 
That's okay. awesome. It's like an emergency. Though. What if somebody <laughs> check the cameras? We got cameras in here. We can see everybody. Are you kidding? Oh yeah, this is a real. Ooh. It's master control. I'm kind of like loosely in control of the cameras. Yeah, I, I don't know how to work the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're avoiding the question. I am. Yeah. Um, seriously, just listening to people on the radio and hearing different styles and cool things that they come up with that always inspires me. My dad was always there as far as music wise because if I was playing something and I was doing my own Was your dad musical? He played drums in school, yeah, in high cool. school. Yeah, my mom played piano and trumpet and so every now and then they'd my mom pulled the trumpet and play a few notes and my mom would play piano my dad sometimes would pull the drums and play drums but I kind of stopped in my my early teens but I Next don't Next time you come on the podcast we're calling your mom and getting her to play the trumpet <laughs> Sparky plays the oh, trumpet too, eh? That, that would be, be awesome. hilarious. Yeah, that would be good. She would. She wouldn't come on though. She wouldn't. I don't think so. No, I don't. She's. She gets really nervous. That's where I get it from. It's not the kind of show. I know. I know. But it's my mom. Does she like Ryan Coke like her daughter? (laughs) She won a beer drinking contest in Mexico one time. What? That was good. Snap. (laughs) Nice. Mothers are a hidden wealth. Okay, so ignore. (laughs) We had a pretty good run. We fluidly went through all of Randy except for the eye. The eye got all wonky. A little phony. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I can't think of another eye word. Can you, Adam? Help me. I ask you to do one thing. (laughs) Run the phone and then do this. One job. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, a special treat for you. It's a show podcast proudly presents the relentless pursuit of Jan Arden. This is serious business. I know it sounds like I'm joking, but we need to get Jan Arden on the phone or in person, even better, on this podcast. Just get her voice on there. Why don't you tweet her? Uh, We tried that last week. Okay. And what did you say? Sparky tweeted from the It's a Show account, and then I tweeted from my account, and then there was no accounts of anyone listening (laughs) or watching or hearing. How many people you got on Twitter? So I have 2,557. That's very promising. It's not bad. And is one of those followers on Twitter a gentleman we both know and love named Russell Broom, perhaps? It is. (laughs) Segway. Hello? Mr. Broom, I presume. (laughs) Yes, how are you? Great. Where are we reaching you at? Uh, I'm at home. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Hey, cool. How's it going, bud? Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Randy claims that you can help us in our relentless pursuit of Jan Arden. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a bell. Um, I feel like I'm being put on the spot and I'm going to have to say something politically correct that may not be true. Okay, so here's the thing. Just relax. <laughs> I know you're, I can sense you're nervous. Just forget okay. forget that I made the ask right off the top because that was wrong. I defied all the rules of proper host etiquette. Screw that up. Yes, Thank you him. did. Oh, hang on one second. We got drinks here. Drinks here. I don't know if you're having a ride, but Randy and I are having one. <laughs> I'm jealous. Thanks to the good old... Jackpot Casino, where we record live every week. Hi. Oh, we're getting hugs. She's hugging the beautiful waitress who just brought us the drinks. She knows everyone. Fantastic. I wish I was there. 
hit the QE too. We'll just talk about other stuff till you get here. <laughs> so you're. Busy. I got to go back to the studio tonight, unfortunately. Yeah, you're a you're a busy man. You're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Who are you working on right now? Right now, I have about ten different projects on the go. Is that normal about just, juggling ten? You know, it's a it's above normal. Yeah, it's a it's quite a busy time. But um, you know, I, I've got a few singles going to country radio this month with Amy Metcalf and uh, the Orchard and a singer named Amber Haiti who just broke the top 100 with her last single so that's all happening this month and uh yeah working on projects with trinity bradshaw and some really talented young artists from out here a woman named rebecca lapa from edmonton and a young guy from black diamond named jake Vance, who's heading out to toronto next month and um yeah it's been just lots of great songs and uh lots of time with headphones on and a guitar in my hand and trying to tell people what to do and you know all the glamorous parts of the uh production side of the music industry is there a genre that you prefer one over the other as a player versus a producer you're producing the country stuff but do you love playing more rock or what's your choice you know it's kind of the other way around i really enjoy playing the country stuff and i kind of have a pop background and a you know even a more indie kind of background so you know i've just been working with a young guy named michael bernard Fitzgerald on his latest record as well and you know his music is really fun the guitar stuff is is really fun for me so i kind of enjoy that but then you know, when you're playing a country record, you get to play guitar solos, and no one gets to do those these days unless they're on country records. So, right, of course, that's always that's always fun. But genre specific, not really. It's more an energy. It's more songs, or you know, someone's intent, and if we kind of hit it off and, and feel that we're both going for the same kind of goal, then you know, I think genres are just sort of a mild set of rules you try and play within but it's more about the intent and the artist's integrity and what kind of songs you bring to the table which is uh, why it was so much fun working with randy okay what about on the flip side randy as the artist did you have fun working with and i mean you don't have to lie you got nothing to gain <laughs> oh, he's not, you're done with him anyway aren't you? <laughs> no no oh you're still working with him? Oh, i will always work with russ mm-hmm. he's great he's fantastic he was he really made it comfortable to work with him even though it's really fucking intimidating because he's so good <laughs> so as an artist like was this your free this was your second record but was this your first time going in with a producer of some renown absolutely with I a reputation produced like Russell? my first album which is really a joke but it, it, i learned a lot in that process and and in watching russ do his magic it was just very overwhelming and he made it seem really comfortable and and easy and i really appreciated that because there was times when I, before i'd go in and i'd like have to pull over and like go in and like go have a coffee and just breathe and then go to the studio. Oh, so anxious and nervous. I have a lot of stage fright and uh, just get overwhelmed easily when it comes to that stuff because I want to be perfect. Perfect, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of pressure I put on myself. When you're in that state, does that affect your voice? Like you're all tightened up? Of course. It it doesn't sound like you need it to sound. Of course. He's got a little stash of goodies in his... Oh, I thought you were going to (laughs) say... Like, there's like, been times you had like to pour Mary me Jane. a drink. No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, we okay. don't we do not do that around oh, yeah. here. No, but... Uh, <laughs> but that's he, what 49-year-old people call it. <laughs> but just something to calm me down or he'd take a break or... He's phenomenal giving pep talks. <laughs> so that was nice, too. So obviously, this is part of your gift, Russell. And, and did you... What stage in the game did you realize you had an affinity to mentor other artists? You know, I... Again, I just try and choose projects where I do feel there's a connection with the artist and their intent. So I think by doing that, I tend to uh, to have a good experience, and the artist tends to as well. You know, you, you spend 20 years on the road and in a tour bus with people and in close quarters, and you learn a lot about how to uh, how to be in close quarters with other people and give everyone space and personal respect and um, 
you know, making room for everybody to do what they do. You know, part of playing in a band isn't just trying to make yourself sound good. It's trying to create an environment for everyone to shine. And uh, I think being a producer isn't all that different. Um, you know, with someone like Randy, who just has an incredible amount of natural ability and natural talent and a great musical instinct, it's just kind of clearing the way and just reminding her that she's better than she thinks and just letting her do what she does. And, you know, most artists I'm fortunate enough to work with are kind of in that ballpark where I just have to kind of clear the way. And as far as a pep talk, it's just reminding them that they're better than they think and that they deserve to be there and they deserve to be putting music out to the world because they do have something to say and they have a great voice to say it with. So really my job is just, you know, reinforcing that a lot of the time and trying to get a great performance out of an artist by just letting them be themselves. And, you know, some artists need you to to be a bit of a, a hard-ass, you know, basketball coach and, and kind of bark at them a bit. And other artists need you to just be really kind and open and, and give them space. And it's just trying to read personalities and, and try and be the, the right person for them at that time, depending on what their needs are. So, like, so you know, and trying to... Some, artist, no, go ahead. some artists you're yelling at, like, you maggot! You can do better! And then it was yeah, some people, you know, if, if someone's a hockey kid and they grew up in that environment, they're used to being yelled at by an angry white man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can but play that role, true, no problem. Know? Yeah, and that's what some people need, you know, and that's what some people want. Um, and other people, it's the opposite. If you're if you're working with someone that's written a very personal, very intimate song, that you know, to me, those are the best ones that have a real universal appeal. Yet they're a very personal story you're just trying to make sure that they feel comfortable enough to be themselves and that they can sing like they do in their bedroom when there's no one watching, you know? And that's just my goal is to try and recreate that and to just let them be themselves. A few of the records I worked on with Jan, we did the bulk of the recording in either her house or my house. So, um, so is Jan Arden the kind of person that has Afghans, like a lot of Afghans and pillows in her house? Cause that's what I picture. Um, I picture it like a real homey, lived in home like a real like it, it's not pretentious in any way anyone would feel comfortable there uh no i mean i mean i was always if i had a glass in the studio that we were working in i'd always put it in the sink before i left it was always very comfortable and you know i think that was part of the the fun we had working together was we didn't put a lot of pressure on ourselves it was just like let's see what shows up and let's see what we can write and most of the songs that we did collaborate on we wrote usually in under an hour when you're sitting down to write a song, was Jan Arden funny all the time? Because she's got that wicked, biting sense of humor. Was it coming out all the time, or is it just reserved for certain moments? Because a lot of the songs you guys collaborated and you produced were very poignant, very powerful songs. Well, I think humor's, uh, you know, humor and sadness aren't all that different. They're two sort of sides of a spectrum, but still they're, they're part of what makes us all dynamic and, you know, sentient beings. But... You know, with Jan, yeah, there was always a time for humor, and she would use it well to diffuse a situation that maybe was tense or, you know, to lighten everyone up and make people feel comfortable if they were intimidated by her. But, uh, you know, it, it's really evident in her live shows where she could sing a song where, and break everyone's heart in the audience and then come out of that with a joke, and people are crying and laughing at the same time. I mean, that's a pretty unique experience, and, you know, she did it all honestly, that's for sure. That's just kind of her gift for those two things, you know, with... The humor as a way of protecting herself. She can 
reveal that really personal side of her in the songs, you know, and uh, that's a pretty amazing thing that she cultivated. Uh, Randy, do you want to interject with anything here? Anything you want to know? Because I know you love Jan Arden. Like, <laughs> love. Well, you've been after Jan for a while because I listened to your podcast on the way in. You were talking about wanting to have her on your show. Right. So I heard that on the way in and I thought, well, I get why you're doing all this now. I understand it. But, you know, it wasn't just Jan. It was Russ on stage too, right? Like, yeah. And it was a bunch of amazing musicians who got together and put on a hell of a show and I think that's what inspired me and I, I just really every time I heard they were in town I would go I would watch I would study I would write their names down I would like do research on them I would I'd really geek out because I was <laughs> I was so um, just inspired so you were by the end of the night. your mind was blown when you and Russ got together to work together right you absolutely can't believe this line yeah. this border is crossed this wall came down pretty much yeah but then when it did I'm like okay I have to really stop being a dork now and and just do it and and not be scared because like i said it's very intimidating but russ had a way of of feeling me out and knowing that that is what was going on with me psychologically and just made the it's not his first day at the rodeo exactly and it made it feel like i was in my bedroom because that's when i would sing my best right right like he really gets it and that helped me so much and we met he managed to pull that out of me and we made two albums together that were so did he put up like backstreet boys posters (laughs) like your bedroom or that wouldn't have helped no (laughs) no those are for me no one else i don't share those with anyone just for you now, if I'm listening between the lines, you said, you know, like it was just as much the band as it was Jan. So in a way, this relentless pursuit has already been concluded because we got Russell Broom on the show. Really? Our work here is done. We don't even need it. Jan can take a day off. She's overworked I'm not anyway. trying to put anybody above anybody or underneath no, anybody. No, I understand. But... It's such a, music is such a collaborative process. It really is. And yeah. when I, I had a show in Toronto years ago in front of a live audience with a live house band, and I was such a rookie at that point, I didn't get the whole process, and the star was the star in my mind and the rest of us were just background exactly, people exactly yep but and now, that's how a lot of people do look at it right? reflecting upon it now you realize that there is not one without the other it is impossible it was a magical thing for me and you know I've been in different bands I've had different bandmates and there's been different dynamics and the band that I have right now like it's it feels really good we're all in it for the right reasons and if I write a stupid song like well you know what let's just put it aside and write another one you know this it's not about this has got to be a hit or let's focus on a hit or i, I don't know for me like i i love jan's lyrics i listened to her, her cds i knew all the songs back and forth i would sing harmonies to them i i knew i could have been her backup person if she had called me and said randy i need you i'd have been i'd have been able to do it like i was ready for it you know what i mean so let me ask you how did you encounter russ how did you guys come together um, I sent him a message, which he didn't get, and then... Uh, oh, yeah, he didn't get it. No, no, because my email is a little weird, so it's probably my fault. But then I told a friend about it, and they sent him another message, and he got it, and that's how it happened. And he called you? It came up to Red Deer, yeah. And wow. Yeah, I know. So you had, like, a consultation? Randy and a guy named Don Swift set up a little, uh, had a set up in a, a ballroom of a hotel in Red Deer, and they kind of set it up so I could just come in and watch them play a bunch of songs. And then the coffee song kind of made me cry in the room. It was just so beautiful. And, wow. And your voice was just killer. And it was one of those things where I kind of left there feeling, you know, a little bit stunned, which is how I generally feel after hearing really great music and seeing it live and, and yeah it was one of those things where i was just genuinely blown away by by randy's talent and her voice and her ability to deliver a song and a lyric really well you know it's um just a, an incredible natural musician which is one of those gifts and those rare things that um that randy has so yeah 
it was a it was a pretty fun day i was on the website today randy bolton's great website and uh, she's got an embedded clip of you guys on stage together at the flood relief concert in 2013 and life is a highway with tom cochran she's back and him up you're playing you're in the band the whole thing it was like the best way i could describe it was a religious experience <laughs> i mean what was it like for you guys on that stage people as far as the eye could see mcmahon stadium just full to the rafters incredible i i got a call to be the musical director for that show for whoever wanted to fly in and not bring their full band with them so it was one of those things where we had the opportunity to play with johnny reed and Colin James and uh, and Tom Cochran and um, you know with a lot of people from Toronto or Vancouver and stuff they're like Calgary band Calgary musicians they're a little skeptical because we think we're a bunch of hicks out here who live up to all the western stereotypes and and so I was fortunate enough to get uh, Mike Little playing keyboards he plays uh, uh, with George Canyon and has played with Johnny Reed and stuff before and we brought Pat Stewart who's a drummer from Vancouver who's played with Brian Adams and Colin James and The Odds, amongst other people, and a great bass player from Edmonton named Mike Lent to play bass. And then there was a request from Johnny to have a female backup singer, and immediately I thought of Randy. And, you know, those days are pretty tense where you're trying to have a rehearsal with these guys, and, you know, everyone's mind is all over the place, and they're kind of half showing up for the rehearsal, and it's all running late, and, you know, the whole show, because everyone was donating their time, and and trying to uh, to do it out of the goodness of their hearts, it was all kind of lumpy as far as how the day was run. But, you know, Randy got up there and she sang Life is a Highway and Tom Cochran turned around and had this stunned look on his face like, <laughs> what the hell is that sound coming out of that woman's mouth? And it was incredible. And we played the song once with him and he was hugging everyone in the band and just made a real nice sort of gesture to randy about how impressed he was and johnny too you know when randy sang behind johnny she just killed it and johnny brought her up to the front of the stage and kind of featured her a bit but the thing that blew me away was randy was in this extremely pressure-filled scenario in front of forty-five thousand people and with some artists who she's just met that day and hadn't played with before and the amount of conviction she had and just confidence doing her thing was it set a tone for everyone in the band and she kind of blew us all away and made us all play a little harder and better so it was a, a treat to have her there oh <laughs> that's so good so kind so good so terrific and back to jan arden now <laughs> what are the chances that you still have a number in your little phone like a blackberry or whatever you're rocking there today <laughs> I had a text conversation with her the other night, actually. Okay. Well, I think I know what the ask is going to be, and I will tell you this, that I've worked with Jan for 15 years, and I've known her for over 20, and I've, <laughs> out of respect for all the artists I work with, I've never actually asked someone to do a favor for me like that with anyone I've ever worked with. I understand your position. I don't like it, but, but I understand it. I, <laughs> I, what you should do is find out who the promoter is on the show Jam's doing. And uh, if you can let me know who that is, then I can contact them if it's someone I know. And I tend to know a lot of the promoters around. Because so. I just had a little thought here. You know, say, say, for example, the promoter's all into it and recognizes my historic body of work and the respect that I have and street cred as well in certain mm -hmm. genres. And then we use that leverage to get Miss Randy on stage to do a number before Jan comes out type situation is what I'm thinking. Just off the top of my head, I'm rolling. I'm like, things are moving. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a pretty cool idea that you can run with there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you have a conversation with a promoter or whatever, and you, 
you need another two cents to see if that's an option, I'm more than happy to throw my hat in the ring to have that conversation. Again, I don't know much about how the show is and yeah. if it's something where they even Absolutely. are having an opening act or whatever. And, you know, those things are always kind of a moving target. And She'll play you know, the lobby. She'll play the lobby or the parking <laughs> lot. It's fine. Right. Well, whatever you and, want. And, you know, a lot of artists have really strict stipulations about who they have open for them as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely not an ask I do of any artist I work with. It's kind of a... A policy. It's a Russell Broom Inc. <laughs> I understand what you're saying now. I don't like it, but I understand it. Uh, maybe I said that before. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, and you know, I'm certain Jan's aware of Randy as well. Like I know that she's aware of what Randy does. I saw a tweet. She tweeted and said, "This girl's got the going on sisterhood or of the yep. traveling pants or something like that." And like it was good. Mm-hmm. It was a very positive yeah. tweet. I mean, this could be a dream for all of us. I'll cry in the front <laughs> row. It'll be poignant. I'd love to sing a song with her. That's a dream of mine. So if you're if you're asking for specifics, that how would, about in the studio? That like, would be amazing. Would, oh my god. <laughs> So what were you texting about, if you don't mind me asking? Are you going to work on Are you doing a secret project, aren't you? Is this- no, not at all. Um, <laughs> just sort of, just friends. Just checking in on one another and seeing how everyone's doing. You know, she was listening to uh, the Love is the Only Soldier record that we worked on together. And I think she just was inspired to send a couple nice words about how that record uh, was impacting her. Well, just the other day, I was in, in oh. Calgary this weekend, and I heard... Uh, song come on the radio Jens and I'm like here's Russell Solo and <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I get to point it out it's <laughs> so awesome it's exciting now yeah, how many, yeah well, I was very fortunate to do that job it was fun how many cats does she have <laughs> how many cats yeah. well I don't know now uh, when we were together she had two uh, one of them was kind of mysterious and the other one whose name is Sweet Pea is actually and we had this conversation there's a song called Anna Rebecca on the Love is the Only Soldier record and there's a little pause in between vocal phrases and you can hear this it sounds like a shirt rustling but it's actually her cat who was walking behind her when she was recording vocals. So her cat actually is That's on uh, a record. Yeah. So Sweet Pea's part of Canadian history <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't give her a credit. You know, she's not in the musician. <laughs> what? So. Wait till the union gets yeah. a hold of this. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We've taken tons of your time. And Russell, I really appreciate it. You're a great guy. You're just so articulate. The way you talk about music is inspiring to all of us and, and makes me want to get out my Jan Arden records, which I, <laughs> I will do right after the show and right after. I kick Bolt out of here. She's got about four more ride to finish, <laughs> and then she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. And Randy, I miss you tons. And Greg, I appreciate all the work you do and have done over the years in radio and supporting artists. And artists are nothing without people like you pushing us. And uh, we appreciate everything you do. And you're welcome on any of my programs anytime. And I really, <laughs> really appreciate your time. And I'd love to have a beer with you one day. Maybe come to the Jackpot Casino in beautiful downtown Red Deer. We'll treat you to the in-house experience. Okay, man. I'd love to do that. That'd be great. We'll okay. be in touch. Let me know when you're in town. Thanks, man. Randy, take care. You nice too. to hear your voice again. Yeah, you too. Okay, take Bye. care, you guys. Bye. Bye. It's a show is brought to you by openhighway.com. If you want your business in the fast lane and generate a fabulous ROI from your social media, contact Kelsey at Open Highway today. It's a special edition of It's a Show podcast. I'm Greg Shannon, and our special guest is Randy Bolton. We are in relentless pursuit of Jan Arden, so we brought a third member to the party, Russell Broom, noted producer, guitar player, band leader. This guy's extraordinary, works with many, many artists, and in his deep, dark, sordid past, has worked extensively with the one and only, you know or you love her, Jan Arden. Hopefully, Russ can lead us where we need to go, to Jan Arden's bedroom. No, I just... No, no that's not what this is about. I think this will be an outtake. <laughs> no.
<laughs> Randy Bolton gigs all over the place. She is extraordinary. And Randy, you got a big gig coming up in the country in Elnora. I do. That's that's where my mom went to school for many, many years. Fantastic. So yeah. it's a ticketed event. It is. Can we buy event. them through your Facebook page? I don't believe so. They're just at a grocery store in Elnora. That's awesome. Because, you know, that's the thing about a small town. There's one main street and there's a grocery store and that's that's how it's run in a small town. What's the date of this gig? January 23rd. And that's a Saturday? Correct. We should road trip. Adam? I'm in. Road trip to Elnora? <laughs> Seriously? We could go backstage. <laughs> it would be awesome. Be like wheels. Maybe yes. it's a show podcast could present her show in Elnora. Ooh. See, I'm thinking outside the box. All the wheels are turning, Adam. Always. Okay, appreciate the birthday gift, the screw it, pinoa, and you, you know nothing about wine, you just knew you liked the title. I do know a lot about wine, but I said I wanted something fun for your podcast. It's got a great label. I'm going to take a picture of it, and we'll put it on <laughs> uh, on the It's a Show Facebook right. and Twitter accounts, at It's a Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram, at It's a Show Podcast on Facebook. Randy, plug your details. Uh, January 23rd, 7 p.m., Elnora Hall. Uh, it's going to be a very intimate show, as I'm going to be playing a solo. That's my roots. I'm bringing it back to my roots. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. So it's triple W, Randy with an I, Bolton with a U dot com. And Randy Bolton Music on Facebook and Twitter is at Randy Bolton One. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. And uh, Jan Arden is all but ours. That's it. It's a matter of time. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah.